0: rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin.
1: What's up, everybody? Hi, my name is Tara Devlin. How you doing? Yeah, we have a regular spot on RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channel every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review on iTunes and keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it, you're worth it, and live it. And give the show... Oh, yeah, I said that. A good review on iTunes. Um, subscribe. Like the page, subscribe to the notifications on YouTube. We're in the YouTube chat room. There are many streams going out. There's streams going out on Facebook and on Twitch and also on Periscope. But for the most part, I will be interacting with the YouTube chat because a couple of reasons. One of the reasons is that's where everybody hangs out. It seems as we grew the show, the most people came in, uh, came in through the YouTube. And the other thing is that you can also support the show with Super Chats that are not available on Facebook. And there are many reasons I hate Facebook. Because I also hate Zuckerberg. Uh, personally, I hate him. So... As a human being, I don't like him, and he's a he's really a frightening person if whatever an excuse for a person i I don't like this trend of sociopaths everywhere we look sociopaths running the show that's not conducive to a successful society. I know that that's that's what happens sociopaths. And uh, they rise to the top of many organizations because they don't give a crap who they shit on. That's part of being a sociopath. They can cut uh you know fifty or five hundred jobs and not give a second thought about the families and the and the repercussions of their actions. So you will find a lot of sociopaths um, that rise to the top of, in fact, they've done studies on this, that sociopaths are in um, many titans of industry. Let me look this up now that I'm saying this. Sociopath. uh, Let's just look up sociopath CEO and what comes back. Yeah, the psychopathic CEO from Forbes magazine. Here's an article right at the top. Um, blah, blah, blah. It says, psychopathic CEOs are chameleons able to disguise their ruthlessness and antisocial behavior. He's a charis. this is a quote, he's a charismatic leader who inspires people to follow him, a strategic thinker who can master the details, a tireless worker with incredible focus and problem-solving skills. He is well-liked by employees, but also able to make executive Unpopular decisions. Above all, he's an exceptional communicator um, who can convey a vision to any office from Wall Street to any junior employee. The quote above could describe an ideal CEO, but it's actually a portrait of a corporate psychopath provided by law enforcement, a, a law enforcement official. Who declined to be identified because they weren't authorized to publicly comment? People with psychopathy, psychop, how do you pronounce that? Psychopathy, I guess. Psychopathy, right? Or psychopathy, I'm not sure. Psychopathy, I think that sounds better. Crave power and dominant positions, experts say, but they are also chameleons able to disguise their ruthlessness and antisocial behavior under the veneer of charm and eloquence in the most... Well, pff, I'm thinking of Twitter. Jesus Christ. He's not charming in the least. He's only charming if you're an asshole. You think, oh, isn't that charming? Isn't he... When he goes, you're fired, you're fired. Oh, he's so charming. The way he's dragging us all down into the... Uh, the into the worst... G- economic conditions of... Uh, Recorded history? We're not kidding. How much... Are you tired of all the winning yet? Anyway, I was talking about Jeff Zuckerberg. Not Jeff. What am I saying? Jeff Bezos and uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Because earlier I saw... And I was saying that I hate him. And I saw a clip from AOC decimating him when he came before Congress... To do his little dog and pony show, his bullshit act. Oh, I'm so um, I'm t- so deferential to you, to the senator. Oh no, and the Congress, Congresswoman, Congresswoman. Every every time who coached him, every time that he opened his mouth, he had to s- precede every sentence with Congresswoman. I hear you, what you're saying. Shut the fuck up, he reminded me of some kid who thinks he's too cute by half and comes over to your house and he kisses the ass of the parents while he's uh you know uh trying to get them to trust him so he can have free reign of their wallet he's a he's a, a psychopath, okay look at his dead eyes. For Christ's sakes. Let me look this up now that I'm saying it. And while I say this, go to Patreon.com and become a patron at Patreon.com. Like our new patrons. Yeah. Yeah. We got a new patron. We had a couple of new patrons. Well, this week. So let me say... I want to thank, and you should thank them too. Tonight's show is brought to us by (laughs) Philip Ferrara. (laughs) Wow, that's loud. That's a loud ass horn. I'm sorry about that. And Last night's show was brought to us by Myra Flexion. Yay! And the the show before that, well, same. Sh- they signed up the same day. Was brought to us by. Chris Baum. Everyone go and take a bow guys in the YouTube chat room. And you'll find many friends in there because we stick together. We win. All right. Let me get my face on my game on my brain on. Cause I can't, I can't focus. I need some coffee. I didn't mean to talk about AOC. Let me see. Let's just play it while, because since I brought it up, let's see. Get rid of this. Do that. Oh no, not that. That's Twitler. Here's this. Let's see what she says here.
2: What was the issue discussed with your board member Peter Thiel?
1: uh congresswoman i don't i don't know that often you don't know. Yeah.
2: the largest data scandal with respect to your company that had catastrophic impacts on the 2016 election you don't you don't know well congresswoman i'm Ugh. sure we, we discussed it after it
1: uh so after, after we were aware of what happened okay
2: um was the issue discussed oh, with your that b- wasn't
1: the clip i was looking for maybe it was this
3: bill cortez is recognized for five minutes
2: it's good to see you, Mr. Zuckerberg. Mm, this is I the think whole you thing, of all though. people can
1: appreciate using... I don't know if we want to play. Do we want to play the whole thing? It's really kind of off topic. I wanted to get to the point where if she using- said that Zuckerberg, why is he using the Daily Caller? That's another thing that pisses me off about Facebook because they they have fact checkers at Facebook and the Daily Caller is one of their fact checkers, and we know what the Daily Caller is—a cesspool of right-wing, fascist, Nazi, white white supremacists. They have ties to white supremacy. and this is what the um, what the congresswoman is asking Zuckerberg, this dead-eyed sociopath. That
2: person's past behavior. In order to determine predict or make decisions about future behavior and in order for-
1: All right, uh, well anyway. what was
2: the issue discussed with your board member Peter All A. Right. to spread disinformation um, in 2020 elections and in the future so I just want to know how far I can push this um, in the next year under your policy you know using census data as well could I pay to target predominantly black zip codes and advertise them the incorrect election date no congresswoman
1: you couldn't we we have even for Isn't he so polite? around I love that the little Marky Zuckerbergy. Of, of that politicians say in the general principle that well, I believe we going that, through your wallet. But you
2: said you're not going to fact check my we, ads? We
1: have if if uh if anyone including a politician is saying things. That, All right. Uh, can- Whatever. This is off track because there are other things we need to talk about and that's old news really. Right now. Well, every every day. You never know what's going to happen because it's the fire hose of news. Yeah. Um, Andrea called it correctly. Herman Cain is dead of coronavirus. I'm applauding Andrea's spot on assertion of what the hell was going on. Not the death of Herman Cain, honestly, I could care less, though. It's probably the best thing, the most patriotic thing he's done. And he brought it on himself. I'm, I'm reading the chat. I want to ask why Andrea. Andrea wrote, I'm kind of pissed off at AOC. I'm pissed off at her, too, because she didn't want to come on the show. And that pisses me off. Why are you pissed off at her? I'm curious. And thank you Jim for your super chat. Thank you as always. So yeah, all right. Let's go. Let's just talk about Herman Kane. Now, today we we learned that Herman Kane had met his demise. His premature demise. I mean, he was old, but he was he could have had a few more years in him, if not for Republicans. Isn't that the way it is, though? Everything Republicans touch withers and dies. Haven't you caught on yet? This is the cycle what this country's been through. The cycle of conservatism. It's not, you know, you can call you can call them Republicans, you can call them Whigs whatever you want to call it, it's conservatism. You could call them DLC Democrats. Whenever conservatives get their filthy, anti-democratic fingers, their anti-working-class fingers around the neck of power, they squeeze the life out of a society. Well, a, a democratic society, that is. A society that works for all. That's the point of conservatism. This whole thing that we're doing, this whole American experiment is the antidote to conservatism. And that's why I say all the time that we are reclaiming the mantle of patriotism. Progressives are the patriots because it was this whole thing. The United States is a progressive initiative to stand up against a king and an intergenerational monarchy that ruled Western civilization for thousands of years? Yeah, of course that's progressive. Nothing more progressive than that. Uh, well, I could think of a couple other things, but it was a step in the right direction. And any time conservatives get uh, get they 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 uh, you can't have them as a major- as a majority party. In a country that wants to work for all, if you want a shithole nation, you want a divided country that where the rich run and own everything and everybody else knows their place, they're for you. That's your that's your party, that's for sure. Anybody else, if you are a working class moron, that votes Republican, you might as well. I mean, really, you get what you deserve. Now, I get it, though. I understand that this is how I feel about the Democrats. You know, the Democratic Party, they they, br- they helped pr- bring us to this point by turning their back on the New Deal and the progressive policies that made them a winning party. And not just the party. The party wasn't winning. It was a—you know who was winning? The us. The working class. Well, the white working class. Let's get that straight. That's for sure. Our mission as progressives in this 21st century is to ensure that the United States has sticks to its progressive vision— that we are a country that works for all, that we pledge our lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other, e pluribus unum, we leave no one behind, regardless of the color of your skin, and we bring uh, the entire nation into the franchise of democracy. It is possible. But it's not possible when we have fascists, conservatives who are, who sees illegitimate power. They are an illegitimate greed-centered death cult. Do not be confused. Don't, don't even apologize for calling them what they are. So, that's why the we do this show, okay? And we ask for support and we ask you to share our clips and share our show and and get the word out and bring more people into our uh what we're doing here, which is spreading the news that what we we don't we know what has to be done to fix this country. It's not that you know, it's not uh It's not really that um, difficult to unpack. It's only difficult when you want to keep the broken system intact. We understand that the um, what works, like for with healthcare, Medicare for all, everybody in, nobody out. That is what works. You only need a 2,000-page bill or whatever the hell, because I know Republicans, all well, they don't like how many pages the bill is. I got a good one for you. Medicare for all. Leave no one behind. That's one sentence. Add onto the Medicaid eligibility. Just change the eligibility from 65 to minus nine months or whatever it might be. Problem solved but you only need the, the all of the trappings of of extensive policy when you want to keep and prop up a broken system and that's what we what we're up against and that's what the democrats have done the dlc democrats have done and they can you know how do you defend that system anyway uh, i don't want to go into that again we we talk about healthcare a lot cuz it really is emblematic of everything that's wrong with this country and it also drives me insane it's one of the things that i truly believe and i know that you believe as well that um part of the reason we are so divided along along racial lines is because of our policy of subsidies and some people have got health care and some people have living wages and some people have days off and some people have retirement. No, ha huh, ha. Huh. No, honey. If we want a country that works for all and is in it together, that's how you have a system where you look at your fellows, regardless of the color of their skin as fellow Americans, not the African-American community or whatever community. We're in it together. Okay? That's what we talk about here on this show. This And that's why it's unapologetic liberal show, talk show. We don't have to apologize for being right. Or correct, I should say. Well, anyway. So today, Twitler. Yeah, okay. We know what happened. Well, they, ra- they laid um, John Lewis to rest and he, John Lewis left behind a a eulogy for, or an article that he asked to be printed upon his death I'm going to read it I don't know if you guys have you read it yourselves I'm not sure but let's read it and well it'll kick off the rest of the show so because I have been giving John Lewis I really don't see okay I don't know all, all right the way I look at it is that I'm trying to figure out exactly what John Lewis did. I know he fought as a young man. Um, Yeah, that's what has to happen. Put your ass on the line and challenge the uh, oppressive power structure. And he literally got his ass beaten, his head beaten. And he f- was physically assaulted. That's, yeah, okay. Great. You That's how you stand up to power. And I, I, I'm just trying to, maybe I'm misinformed, though. So for the last, okay, and then we've passed the Voting Rights Act, and that would not have happened without the Civil Rights Movement. But I'm wondering, I'm not sure. That's why I'm asking. Maybe I'm misinformed. What What else we got? Because as far as I'm looking is uh, we've been sinking lower and lower on the ladder. All of us. And they have been playing this divide and conquer game. Just uh, saying that, oh, look at me. I became a senator. Some people say uh, that nothing has changed, but I say walk a mile in my shoes. This is what they do. What is the difference? Let me ask you guys. That's the same thing I heard from Herman Cain. That kind of justification. That he was living proof that he he was born in poverty. And now, look at him now. He's a CEO. So, okay, a couple of people went, uh, they had a, they, they were picked out. For whatever reason, luck, skill, uh, good who the hell knows what else? I don't know. Good fortune, timing, connections. Sure, it didn't hurt for John Lewis to be friends with MLK. I don't know. And be the youngest person in the civil rights movement to address a massive gathering. Of course, these are all good things. But... I see what Herman Cain says. I, uh, I, in fact, on Herman Cain's Twitter feed. Let's see if he's st- what's up there now. I'm sure there's some condolences. But earlier, when I when we were looking at Herman Cain's Twitter feed, when we were trying to figure out if he was dead or not, this was a couple of days ago. Um, I saw on his uh, Twitter feed, or somewhere, it said, From Poverty to CEO. Herman Cain epitomizes the American dream. So, when we have a couple of, uh, this is the problem here, arguing by anecdote, saying, I made, th- this happened to me. I was able to lift myself up in this racist ass country, and become the CEO of whatever Godfather Pizza. What does that mean for the rest of us? How about the rest of us? Do we all have up upward mobility? Just because one person rises to the top does not mean that the system is working and. The broken ass system. The people who benefit from the broken ass system. The ones who want to keep it intact. They use these tokens as uh, as examples as to exactly how unbroken the system supposedly is. Oh, see, well, Herman Cain got to be the CEO, of course. No, and it's exactly what. John Roberts said when he was justifying undoing the Voting Rights Act. Oh, look, we have a black president. Racism is over. Things have changed. That's what he wrote. The country had changed. Because, you see, we had a black president. So that means that we don't need any of the policies that protected the, the voting rights. That... That uh, John Lewis fought for, he fought his whole life for it. And what does it? What did it do? He got his head broken in, and still, oh, he was the conscience of the of the um, Congress, but not enough to inspire Mitch McConnell to take up the bill to fix the Voting Rights Act that they had destroyed, that conservatives destroyed. Am I wrong? I don't know. Maybe I'm going to get more angry emails or tweets or whatever. People are upset I'm saying this. I'm I'm not disparaging John Lewis at all. I'm just saying. You know, I, is that an excuse? I'm just saying. I am just saying, Where? where's the proof? Okay, he... He is emblematic for, of we have, come, uh, we have come a long way. We've come a long way in many, uh, many ways, right? Now racism is, it's not, I mean, uh, they're trying to make it cool again. And uh, for the most part, we understand that it's not cool. Even the, the Republicans have to pretend, even though, even while, they blow their dog whistles like as as loud and as fast as they can get them a tweet about it so i don't know uh, the entirety of john lewis's career so i don't un- know what else what else we got i'm sure he was on the right right side of many votes but all i see for me, what I knew of John Lewis was him bashing Bernie, of course, disparaging Bernie, saying you never saw him at the Civil Rights Movement. I, I don't know. There were millions of people there. So, yeah, he wasn't on the dais with you, but, okay, I guess that doesn't count. And that... uh he was not. It wasn't. I kept saying Ke- um, Kevin McCarthy, who was the one that he was. He was saying was his best friend. This Republican who brought the prop. That's that's all I know about John Lewis giving this Republican asshole, um, acting as a human shield, another human shield for these filthy Republicans, even in his death these disgusting Republicans, they're not changing their behavior. Psst, show us. Don't tell us how much you respected him, how much you missed him. They don't. They're not doing anything to change or or, or to facilitate the vision that they supposedly um, honored him for. And the thing that really annoyed me Listening to, the, um, listening to the, the eulogies, you know, George Bush was up there, George Bush Jr. And he was saying, he started his speech saying, I didn't always agree with John Lewis. I didn't always see eye to eye with him. And, you know, you can be disagreeable without, you can disagree without being disagreeable. But I want to know, what did you not agree with him about? What? That everyone deserves a seat at the table? That everyone deserves to vote without being hindered or gerrymandered or poll taxed or or, or dumped off the voting rolls? What is it? I didn't know he's agree with him well what They. this is what annoys the F out of me what aren't you agreeing with him then I didn't know he's agreeing and all the Republicans were like yeah we don't always share the same opinions well there's a right side and there's a wrong side to some things there's not about your opinion it's your opinion that some people shouldn't vote is that your opinion or is it your opinion that it's cool to engage in voter suppression tactics i'm sure that's what it meant um that's what a republican does because republicans cannot win on the basis of their filthy disgusting kiss up kick down ideas they don't have any ideas they don't have any ideas, I'm telling you. Their ideas are make the rich richer uh, any way by any means necessary, especially by dividing and conquering the people. And that's what they do. They divide and conquer. And what pisses me off is the people who fall for it. You know, it's one thing to for somebody to run their bullshit on you. It's another thing to fall for it. You don't have to fall for it. And maybe they'll catch on when the American people finally stop falling for it. It's all a game. Like Twitter's all of his scams, it's one scam after another. It makes a se- it makes so much sense that the Republicans have a con man as a standard-bearer because their entire ideology is a con, Un, uh, unfettered con. Now it's just out in the open. Their freak flag is flying. They're, they're letting the bats out of the belfry. Now they're, they have no holds barred. That's why we are where we are, with fascist Gestapo's roaming the streets, and the GDP beyond any measurable comparison. We lost more um, uh, GDP. The GDP dropped more than any time and recorded um, uh, as they were recording the GDP. This is—I mean, I'm not an economist, but it's ridiculous. You know, the winning, so much winning. Well, I guess it's really, Trump said we were going to be so sick of all the winning. It's really the whining I'm sick of. That's another thing you could count on Republicans the whining, the victim blaming, the point, the finger pointing. Every day is opposite day. That's the way it is. That's why they have to pretend. They're so full of shit, though. They have to pretend, oh, we're the party of personal responsibility. Because you're not. You're not. They never take responsibility. If they ever did, I might think there was hope for them. If they said, holy shit, everything we thought, everything that we believe is bullshit, I can't believe it. Look, we've enacted our ideology And look at us. Look how, look at the death. Look at the destruction. Look at the economic collapse. How many people have to be sick? How many more people have to die? But it's, it will never end until we end it. They have to be relegated to permanent minority status, conservatives. And I'm talking about the conservatives in the Democratic Party, too. They need to S-T-F-U and get in the back because we got work to do. We are p- progressing. We need, there's not, if, if you're a patriot, this is not about, um, I didn't know we share the same opinion. Either you believe in this country or you're not, or you don't. Either you, are, if you, either you believe that we are a country of uh, a democratic republic that millions of Americans and, uh, and others fought, bled, and died to create and entrust to us. They didn't fight, bleed, and die to entrust to us an intergenerational aristocracy with an effing con man and the top and ca- the catbird seat. That's for sure. They died for democracy. Freedom. That's what freedom is. And you know what? It is the freedom not to st- w- strut around with an M16. It's the freedom to have a decent life, a middle-class life, the, to, to enjoy the civilization, culture, the days off, sick leave, retirement, Family time. You know, you're not just a worker running around uh, on your Uber and your third DoorDash side hustle because you can't keep a roof above your head in the richest country on earth. We say that all the time, but you. the reason is we are the richest country on earth. That means, guess what, guys? Corporations... And the rich are doing fabulous. They're just not sharing with the rest of us. We make the fruits of their profits possible. And they don't want to share it. Because they're little baby selfish little pricks. And that's why they don't like us having any say in government. Because then... When we get in government, we say, guess what? We don't like it like that. We don't like the way it's set up. That's why we're going to regulate your ass. So you have to pay taxes and you have to share the fruits of the profits of the labor that your laborers make possible. Not you, not Zuckerberg, not even him. He stole that effing idea of Facebook. On top of it. And, yeah, we have to stand up to these bastards. And uh, Andrea says on the chat, but the progressives in Congress are not standing up to the Dem establishment. That's the truth. They're too powerful. I think, you know, and I've, I've given this assessment before about the Democratic establishment and the people the the american people the democrats the people who consider themselves democrats the reason they don't they i mean they're bamboozled too that's why i believe you know i as part of the show i i have at least um i mean i don't have any hope for republicans they're they're beyond redemption there's no getting through to them i don't even want to try there's not i i mean there's not enough hours in the day i don't have the patience. I don't really care. They're stupid. Whatever. Whatever we do as progressives, as normal people, as patriots, they'll, they, you know, they might kick and scream, but trust me, they will take the benefits of the society that we all make possible. And they'll, uh, you know, like they do with Social Security, like they do with Medicare, like they do with unemployment insurance and everything else. While they're whining all the way, that's why they're they're like a a bunch of gnats where you just have to brush them away, so and keep moving forward. But the Democrats, I believe, maybe I'm wrong, that the corporate Dems, maybe they don't see, they don't get it, they're not seeing the the corporate wing of the Democratic Party. They're bamboozled too by MSNBC, watching MSNBC. Can make your brain kind of melt out of your ears. Sometimes it doesn't inform. What is it doing? I, I, yeah, of course they talk about how t- Twitter sucks. It's an outrage. But what what is it every day? How many? I, I watch MSNBC. I do because I can't stand Fox News. Of course, I have some self respect, and I just keep it on and in the background just to hear. What's the corporate line? And it's all day. It's the same shit. Uh, Polls and now Jason Johnson is back on MSNBC. So every day, let's talk about a tweet and let's get the same people. The same, nobody interesting. Uh, Every now and then, of course some real progressives will slip on there but Jason Johnson First of all Jason Johnson blocked me on Twitter He did cuz he doesn't like Bernie and I said you know what I I I did that got me that he blocked me for He was bashing Bernie on MSNBC as he does And I tweeted that picture, a a little meme that said, first they laugh at you, then they fight you, then they, well, well, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, and then you win. And he blocked me. So he blocked a lot of people. He blocked, I told you, he blocked, Michael Brooks was blocked. So I thought I was in good company. That's who he is. Very tiny, little, tedious. And what is he bringing to the table? Nothing. What are they talking about? We all, it's like, it is a circle jerk. In fact, let me hear, hear something. Because I was watching earlier after Twitler's speech. Now, how transparent? This is what pisses me off, too. President Obama eulogizes John Lewis. And, uh, yeah. We're all reminded, wow, that's what a grown man acts like. That's what a president acts like. That's somebody who can put a sentence together who's not an imbecile, who's not a tedious little traitor, a little whiny little bitch, blaming everybody but himself. Oh, the poor... He's not crying. Could you imagine? All you got to do is put twitler's words in obama's mouth and you, we know where we're living in a racist ass country with uh, and there's your white privilege right there and it makes you sick it makes me sick it makes the whole country sick and well, of course like like good little good little lemmings as soon as Twitler he announces, "Oh, we're going to have a press conference today." All of the pr- the White House press pool gathers, and MSNBC has a little box in the corner waiting for Trump to speak. Why? Where we know what he's up to. Why are you breaking into programming? He's needs to. He he doesn't like Obama because Obama is a human. And he's a man. many th- same those two things that Tw- twitler can never ever come close to being in his entire life. He can speak, he's inspiring for everything that I criticize Obama for, at least he's you know he's inspiring he he gives a good speech that's for sure. He's not an international disgrace and an embarrassment. So Zwickler's there. Oh, everything was, uh, the way he blames Obama for everything. When Obama was handed a shit show, that's what Republicans do. My problem with Obama was that he wasn't FDR, and I wanted him to be. And he could have been. And he chose in many times, and many ways, not to be FDR. He was and is FDR a DLC corporate dem. And because of that, that's why we have a Twitter. Now, in every, in any country, in a functioning democratic republic, if Obama was the new FDR, if he was, we wouldn't be enduring this fascist takeover of the country because neoliberal policies make fascism possible. And they're not the remedy for fascism. That's why what is my what keeps me up terrified at night is thinking of Joe Biden getting in there and doing the same old DLC bullshit dance of subsidies while the Republicans continue their shit. And now they'll have Twitler out on the wings talking about, well, he'll constantly be... Saying how illegitimate everything is that uh, Joe Biden is and the elections are and um, and he'll have an entire right wing media apparatus to to echo him. but my uh, my fear is that once oh, once Biden is done, the next fascist that gets in there will be a capable fascist. So, we you know, we talked about this before. So, Twitler announces he's going to have a press conference and the MSNBC useless entire useless network all jumps in and they're like, "Okay, we got I'm sorry, we got to break on in to Twitler's press conference. For what? We know what he's going to say. Nothing. He's going to whine. He's going to bitch. He's going to moan. He's going to point fingers. He's going to call himself great. He's going to say that Democrats are traitors and liberals. He's going to talk about Antifa. Bullshit. He's going to sow division. He's going to kiss up, kick down. He's going to suck his own taint He's going to lie. He's going to spread hate. And they all cut in. Who cares? S- don't cut in. Don't give him the fucking time of day. Corporate media. This is why we're in this problem. Problem. I wish it was just a problem. Here's, I just want to show you. Here's Twitler's, the beginning of his speech. Let me see.
0: Thank you very much. Let me begin by expressing our sadness at the passing of sadness a wonderful man and a dear friend of mine, Herman.
1: He doesn't have feelings. What is he talking about?
0: he was a very special special person. meaning. I know him very well. And unfortunately, very, very passed away from a thing called the China virus. What
1: the fuck? Thing called the China virus, zing! Yeah, I showed them. You see, he's such a he's such a political genius. He he passed away from the thing known as the China virus. Yeah, he's, I love when Republicans say he's such a genius. They uh, he he ran for president the first time right out of the gate. He became president. Every first time he's such a winner, you see, no bitches. I'm talking to the Republicans. He's not a winner. he's just a filthy, disgusting, sociopathic racist who has no qualms saying and doing and being an, as an immoral scumbag to tickle the divisions, the fissures of of disunity to exploit the brokenness. That the conservatives inflicted on us. The conservatives of this country broke this country, and then they unleashed a filthy, disgusting con man on us. And make no mistake, conservatives from both parties, they made him possible. You're looking at the goddamn Frankenstein monster of everything that goes wrong when you don't have a country that is functioning. When you have greedy bastards like Mark Zuckerberg that have more money than one a uh, one fucker has more money than what 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 is it half of the American people more than half I I don't know you know it's up there like that and that's allowed in a functioning society that is not allowed because we. E pluribizunum. We r- make the ground rules. They want to play in the sandbox? They got to go along with the game rules of the game. If they don't like it, get the fuck out. Go to Russia. Be an oligarch there. They welcome you. No, they want to have all the benefits of American civilization, but they don't want any of the responsibilities to democracy and all those who fought, bled, and died to entrust it to us. They don't want any of that. They don't want to pay taxes. They don't want to pay the price of admission. They don't want to pay workers. They don't want to pay the e pluribus unum. You know, They want to leave everybody behind but them. Not only they're leaving us behind, they're leaving behind democracy, a a democratic republic. They're leaving behind the E Pluribus Unum. They're leaving behind the grand experiment. All of it. Hope, possibility, what we're doing here. The promise. the, The promises of America, for Christ's sakes. And, Yeah. There you go. Why? Why? Exactly, Andrea on the chat. Why didn't a reporter ask him why he allowed the China virus to permeate his rally? It's a terrible thing, the China virus. Terrible, terrible thing. Fuck you. Why are they there and broadcasting this? Okay, play it on C and uh, C span. Well, you gotta go and find it, but don't wa- don't cut in. Uh, on your local news why how sick is this country it's not our it's not us they're doing it to us like this it doesn't have to be this way he died of a thing known as the china virus fuck you it's not no i'm sorry for cursing i keep saying i'm not cursing and there i go again but look at where i live Look at my so-called president. Another thing I heard on the corporate media today, they were saying, well, we may not like it, but some guy on MSNBC, we may not like it, but the people did elect him to do a job. No, they didn't. The people did not elect him. He received fewer votes. It's its this goddamn fantasy, this fairy tales that we constantly weave to to, to prop up the bullshit. This country, if if ever reality hit us in the face, I don't know, maybe half of us would faint. Who the hell knows? Because it seems like we are all un- unabashed liars. We lie to ourselves. We're all in denial. Why would we continuously allow this inept ill-equipped moron, someone when you hire somebody for a job, if that's the case, he's failed. How many have to die? Of course, all this shows us, yet again, is that republics are not a guarantee. They have to be cultivated and protected and nurtured and a lot of, of of uh so-called patriots and they're not patriots will pretend they're hey we're all doing it for the best interests of the country here as we funnel more money to the top and kill more of us and make us all uh, work ourselves to an early grave that's the plan That's Twitler's plan for coronavirus. He's got no plan. You understand? He's never had to have a plan. Because he's never had to do anything in his life. He was born into wealth because his daddy was a greed-centered real estate mogul. Racist piece of shit like him. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? And... He never had to f- feel the consequences of his failures. He only fa- he failed up. Every failure and everything he did was a failure. Everything. Mary Trump knows it and that's what she describes it in her book and details it again and again. And daddy bailed them out every single time. And then Big Daddy Government bailed him out. This is the biggest taker, and I'm not just saying that. We know that because J- Donald effing Twitler Trump is the single biggest American, the, the single biggest loser American taxpayer. Somebody had to be, and it's him. He's not the winner. He's not the biggest, richest guy. The most successful guy, he is the single biggest loser. That's not in dispute. That's not fake news. What a piece of dog turd this guy is. Everything is fake news because it can't penetrate his fake mind, his fake-ass persona, everything about them. I hate them. I can't take it. Yeah, let's listen to Twitter here.
0: We send our prayers to... Prayers, Holmes, yeah, sure wife, you do. The great Lori, wife. Wonderful family.
1: What's so great? Oh, they love me so much. His great wife, wonderful family, they all voted for me. They all wore, they didn't wear any masks because I was saying, I turned mask wearing into a uh, into another cultural touchstone for my dupes. Because, you know, Republicans, we're not happy unless Americans are being made prematurely dead. It's like the substitute for Viagra for Republicans. Thinking about all those corpses, those mass graves, mm, like nobody's ever seen. No one's ever seen mass graves like this.
0: And I have to say, America grieves for all of the 150,000 Americans. Sure
1: you grieve. In order to grieve, Twitler, you have to have the ability to have feelings. You have to be a human. He's never grieved. He's never grieved over his own brother, over his father. When his brother was dying, according to Mary Trump's book, as she details... You know what Twitler did? He went to the movies. How do you go to the mo- Your brother, you fucking dog. I love dogs. Not a dog would stay by your side. You maggot. And maggots have value too. So it's really an insult to maggots. What did we say? Oh yeah, the scum of the scum of the cancer of the scum. That's who he is. You filthy the scum of the scum of the cancer of the scum. Your brother is dying. You're never going to see your brother alive again. And your instinct while they're sitting around waiting, he got he, he had to go to the movies. I wonder what he saw. Herbie the love bug. I don't know. What year was it? You go to the fucking movies? While your brother's on his deathbed? No, you're not sitting there holding his hand. They didn't even see him. He died by himself. Because Twitler, they went to the movie. Oh, tell us when he's dead. Oh, okay. Uh Oh, well. Unreal. Who
0: had their lives taken by this horrible, invisible enemy. Uh, It's not my fault, I swear. As a nation, we mourn their loss. Yeah, sure you do. As people, as people, that love one another. Oh,
1: yeah, we love one another so much that... We're not going to ensure that they have roofs over their head or we love them so much we want them to die. We send up yeah, you know, we don't love them that much. Get back out there. Get to work. Twitter needs t- to prop up this economy with bullshit. He needs your corpses.
3: Fucking bastard!
0: We're working very hard.
3: Yeah right. To sure you are.
0: Not only contain.
1: Working so hard that he tweets. How many times does he tweet? The 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 record tweet. I think he tweeted over a hundred times one day. Let's see Trump. Tweet. Count. Let's see if that comes up. Daily average, he daily averages 15.6 tweets a day. That seems a little on the low side. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. These are by year. Let's see. Presidency in the first half of 2020, he is up to 33, averaging a 33.2 tweet a day. One day he tweeted over a hundred tweets, though. who? I don't even have time to tweet that much. I don't have time. I can barely do the fucking work I do. But he's the president. And he can tweet? He's not doing it. And he doesn't have a staff. This is not people doing this for him. He's doing it. He's sitting on his golden throne... Put more of his turds into the atmosphere, into the world. That's what what he does. He is just a giant energy succubus. Never adding a single thing of value to Earth. Not one. Not his dumb bitch daughter. Not his stupid bitch sons. We'll have to see what happens with Baron whether he grows up as uh, and and realizes we you know you never know. He might grow up and be like my father's a fucking piece of shit. I see that everyone. Yeah, like you. I see that. I'm not blind. I'm not like my my stupid brother who likes to kill beautiful animals for fun. They kill in their spare time. They kill in there. Uh, Well, they don't work, that's for sure. Oh, my God. What a useless, an entire useless, ugly family. Except for Mary Trump. Sorry, Mary, if you're listening. It's not your fault. Mary Trump is the only human being of that bunch. She's going to go down in history as a patriot. You mark my words. We know this.
0: horrible event this horrible plague it's what it is is a plague. yeah so
1: much but plague happening with so
0: therapeutics and vaccines and we're making a lot of strides
1: all over the bullshit world,
0: having tremendous problems a resurgence yeah it's everyone's getting it man sweeping the world we're doing well
1: yeah nobody you see he, here are the excuses oh gee we thought everybody was doing well and Here's the narrative coming in Twitler's mind or what he wants every asshole to believe, and they will, that it wasn't that he was pushing people out there, telling them not to wear masks, which studies have shown they are probably the most effective means to stop the transmission of this invisible enemy. But... He turned it into another culture war to kill the American people who killed Herman Cain. Now he's going to kill Louis Gohmert, if we're lucky. If only the ugly bastards who, who are the ones killing their constituents, let them feel the sting of the lash of their idiocy, the stupidity. Unfortunately, how many normal decent people did Louis Gomert infect. Filthy jerk. Going into the office to tell tell his staff that he has the coronavirus. What an asshole. Oh, but don't worry, he's taking hydroxychloroquine. Good. Cause that will increase his chances of his of dying, frankly. And maybe that's the best thing we can hope from a Louis Gohmert. He takes one for the team. Oh, it is proven they, the FDA stopped... Where is that fucking article? I, I can't even believe where I live. My God. What we have to deal with constantly. FDA cautions against use of hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine for covid-19 outside of clinical trials due to the risk of heart rhythm problems. So people are having heart attacks. And it's and there is um there's another remdesivir, an antiviral that they're giving people that is effective on the coronavirus or it's helping them. And hydroxychloroquine negates the effects of remdesivir. So these fucking assholes, what the fuck is it with hydroxychloroquine and these d- disgusting morons? They, pu- they, they hold on to something, and they don't let go. Oh, yeah, I'm taking it. You know, Louis Gomert is taking hydroxychloroquine. He wanted everybody to know, he went on Fox News. He wanted everybody to know. Don't worry, everybody. I'm taking this bullshit cocktail. You might as well take Trump Network vitamins too, you fucking moron. Hey, I'm all for him taking hydroxychloroquine. Good. And if you go on Twitter, you know, because Dr. Fauci, he came out and he said... According to all the clinical trials, hydroxychloroquine is not an effective treatment for the coronavirus. But all of the right-wing fascist morons are all over Twitter bugging out. Is it, is it Fauci's fault that Herman Cain is dead? They're blaming Herman Cain's death on Dr. Fauci because Dr. Fauci is suggesting or advising against taking hydroxychloroquine. Do you get where the fuck we live? I don't give a shit. Let them take it. Take it all. Take it all at one goddamn dose. The more the better. Holy shit. Look at this. I'm showing it. Wait, wait, wait. Where is my... Look, I just searched on Twitter, hydroxychloroquine Fauci. The, these, this is the assholes. News is circulating that even Dr. Fauci is taking hydroxychloroquine prophylactically, but he prevents the public from taking it. Really? This is where the fuck we live. Please, let's make this hashtag go viral. Who's this bitch? Oh, she joined in June 2020. Another, I'm telling you, let's see if this is a bot. Let's explore together. Bot Sentinel. So don't tell me. Uh, You know these Russian bots? They love it. Not the bots. I mean the people who are programming them. Let's see if this is somebody analyzing account. Oh, no, we got a normal rating. That's interesting. Hazel squ- well, Maybe they're not. This is, a, it's a little odd. Look. Hazel squazing. Is that a real person? Joined in 2020. This looks like a young person. Right? Maybe 18, 20. And all she does is tweet about Fauci and hydroxychloroquine and Trump 2020 and Fauci uh, and... (laughs) Ridiculous. This is obviously a fake account. It didn't come up as fake and bought little Perhaps... The bots are getting they're programming them in a different way that they're don't they're not triggering the bot sentinel algorithm. But this is definitely not a real person. That's all you do? Look, Hazel Squawking retweeted, I demand that Bill Gates and Dr. Fauci submit to urine tests to determine if they have received hydroxychloroquine treatment as prophylactic against COVID-19. Yeah, you know how many 18-year-olds are into uh, Dr. Fauci and how hydroxychloroquine in DC? Oh, you talking on
4: CNN. Oh, here's that lady. I'm taking, I'm taking i Oh, dare shit. You can't hear DC, it. Oh, you talking heads on CNN. Give me a urine sample. If I check your urine and you don't have hydroxychloroquine in your urine, then ask America not to take it. You senators, all of them. You know why they don't wear masks? Anthony Fauci can sit around and wear masks because they are all on hydroxychloroquine. They know it, but they want Americans to die. So let's get it. I dare every single one of you give me a urine sample. If you're not on hydroxychloroquine, Anthony Fauci, I'm talking about... Oh, who are they? Just name them. All these talking heads on CNN. They are all on hydroxychloroquine. Are you fucking yeah. for real? Like, oh no, it doesn't work. I know them. Give me a urine sample. If you're not on hydroxychloroquine, is... if we don't find it in your
1: urine... Do you understand where we live, everyone? i I don't know how long I can take it with these people sharing the same air as a bunch of fucking morons. I want to see you. If you're the hydroxychloroquine, uh, give me a urine sample. Give me a urine sample. I'd like to give you a urine sample. Okay. Give me a urine sample. If you're under the hydroxychloroquine. So in right-wing conspiracy land, look, here's Mark Levin. Why won't Fauci talk to this Yale expert about the science behind hydroxychloroquine? What the fuck? Why do they have a hard-on for hydroxychloroquine? Don't we want to effectively address this goddamn invisible enemy? No, we can't, because we have very visible enemies. And very loud ones, morons, idiots, who don't care how many people die. They're triggering, they're easily triggered, easily duped morons. To what end? I really, I'm trying to figure out. What do they get when everybody is dead? Because you know what? The only good news about this is that normal people, decent people, Democrats, progressives, normal people, non-Republicans, they're not taking hydroxychloroquine prophylactically. They know it's bullshit. So let the right-wingers take it. I don't know why they're so upset. I want to see. Everybody's taking it. Give me a urine sample. Give me a urine sample. What do you give a shit then take if you believe in it so much, Mark Levin, then take it. Unbelievable. Fauci, here's this other dumb bitch, Heather Tappel. Hydroxychloroquine. Fauci's NIH published in this tw- in this 2005 whatever, this is exactly, I'm reading exactly what it says. Hydroxychloroquine, Fauci's NIH, National Institutes of Health, published this in 2005, but now it doesn't work? Oh, my God, she found the key. You mean it was there all along? Heather, who rehabbed herself while mostly bedridden for four years after high school head-on crash? Praise to God for giving me the strength to push through the pain. Heather, that's what her description says. You mean at Heather Tappel with 2,722 followers figured this out and the best minds in the country are still trying to crack the code? It's right there. The conspiracy is right before our eyes. Here is fauci's nih published this in 2005 this paper that says strong antiviral effects on sars cov infection of primate cells these inhibitory effects are observed when the cells are treated with the drug either before or after exposure to the virus suggesting both prophylactic and therapeutic advantage this may negatively influence the virus receptor binding and yeah does this fucking dumb bitch no she doesn't understand that the reason it's called the novel coronavirus is because it's new it's a different virus you fucking dumb bitch and yeah bitch If it worked, everybody would be all for it. Why wouldn't we? Oh, you know why? Here's the conspiracy. You get it? Here's the conspiracy. I'm going to tell you. You know it. This is what they think. They think that Trump... See, it's George Soros. Somebody tweeted this at me. Some fucking fascist dumb bastard. Um, And they had it all laid out. George Soros is lording over this whole scam, this whole coronavirus scam that, let me find it. I'm trying to find the picture. Oh, here it is. See, somebody tweeted at me because I tweeted at Herman Cain before he was dead. He says, great news, unless you're part of the lockdown left, that the health U.S. Health Secretary reopened states are seeing no spike in cases. Well, give it a minute. Remember this? This is on Herman Cain's website. No spike in cases. Everybody go out. Everybody in the pool. Everybody in the fucking mass grave. Oh, wow. Right there on Herman Cain's own website, it said, see... They're not seeing any spike in cases, even though you know it takes a minute. You don't get sick instantaneously. This isn't World War Z. So I asked Herman Cain. Well, I said I responded to Herman Cain. Eighty-five thousand dead Americans. Well, I remember how quaint that was when there were only eighty-five thousand dead. And I wrote, 85,000 Americans, dead Americans, Republicans, call that a good start. And I said, you first, Hermsey. get out there and don't forget to touch your face for Trump. Well, I guess he took my advice. S- and this person, whoever it was, some right winger, sent me this, you know, because I'm a part of the l- conspiracy, I guess. Southern Bell... 67028010 zero, zero, with 124 followers. Trump 2020 Patriot Great Awakening. So, protecting the most helpless. I serve the God Creator of all things. Jesus, liberals, something or other. This is spiritual warfare. That's, yeah. Good. Okay, good one. She this person really got me. Look. You see there's the pandemic. It's right before your eyes. First it starts with fear, then it's information control and censorship as seen on the corporate media and all the liberal media. Then you shut down. Step 3 is the shutdown and social distancing. You turn that on. Number four in the pandemic, as proposed here, well, as we have gotten our orders, we received our orders from George Soros, as you see in this illustration. The number four, that's where we are in this crisis of plandemic, that it is blame Trump. Blame President Trump. Poor thing. He was being a successful businessman, trying to make America, just trying to make his own Trump organization great, and he saw what was going wrong with the country. Things were going awry. There was a black man in the presidency, and there were less people dying without health care he was he was spurred into action he left behind his life of privilege and banging porn stars that he had to pay off in installments and he said i will save you from everything that the country was founded upon meaning we're in this together i don't know yeah i'm going to bring you back to what makes America great. All of the racism, you see, the one, the racism that we were trying to get rid of, that's what made America great. And Trump, he wasn't going to let no Obama come in and talk real good and tell everybody that we are better than that. So they created this virus. And it's all a phony virus meant to just take this great economy right out of the clutches of the con... I mean, uh, of of our dear Dim Fiora, dear leader. And turn it into a pandemic. The c- economy was going so well for... The 1%. Well, it always was going well. No, nothing had changed there. It was going well. The The propaganda was hitting the ears of the dum-dums. And they believed. Even over on MSMB, DNC, they were going on about how great the economy was. Even though the American people can't retire. live check to check. That's how well the economy was going. Can't save $400. Oh, well, you know. It's all blame President Trump. And then number five is martial law and checkpoints. Yes, only in the pandemic. Pay no attention to the Gestapo pulling people off the street and putting them into vans with no description and driving away. And then, 666, right at the X, the number 666 in this, this pandemic of hate against our dim leader, I mean, our, our dear leader, Dim Fiora, who was doing nothing. He was doing nothing but minding his own business being a successful billionaire on reality TV. And the last part of this whole hellish nightmare unfolding the epo- the, in the private apocalypse of George Soros' mind is the mandatory vaccine rollout where they inject you with a vaccine to make you not want to be great again. And then what? Well, that's what this person tweeted at me. Well, where's your pandemic now? Well, and I tweeted back. I only saw it today, so I wrote, they, it's the old eternal Jew. You understand? That's what is going on. Now, when I say... Godwin's Law is bullshit, and yeah, they're Nazis. We just got to pay attention. Here's another example. That's their whole thing against George Soros. It's the eternal Jew. Except they're not going, well, they still talk about commies, but that doesn't get the bang for the buck, so they talk about Antifa. The overarching Antifa, whatever that is. It's an organization. We gotta declare it a terrorist organization that doesn't have an organization while the real terrorists are running loose. Oh, boy. That's where we live, and it sucks. Let me see. Thank you... Patricia for your super chat and thank you Shannon for your super chat and thank you Jim for your super chat everybody should just uh be like them that's all you got to do okay oh my god I'm so annoyed I have to type I can't I can't so okay let me see Oh, I'm just, this is not even about Trump. It's about my website, RDT Daily. The, uh, so there's, I just asked the guy to, uh, who, Dave, who helps run RDT Daily. Because when they post the patron ad, it says, please become a patron, and you click on it, and it doesn't go to the Patreon page. I've asked numerous times to please make sure the link goes to the Patreon page. That's all. It does it's not a debate. Right? You have to have to link the image. Holy shit. All right, let me relax. Let me calm down. How can I relax? I'm on air, <laughs> and I'm looking at Twitter. It just irritates me. every Every minute of the day, I'm not asking for a fucking debate. What does it take to make the picture link to the website? Holy shit. All right, let me relax. Let me relax. Let me relax. How's everybody doing? All right. I want to thank the patrons who make this show possible while I'm complaining about not being able to direct anybody appropriately to the patron page from the RDT Daily website. You would think that's something. Like when you click on an image that says, please become a patron, that when you click on it, it takes you to the Patreon page. I mean, technology works like that. Many uh, websites have that newfangled feature called a link. I only ask, it's only about the, you know, I can only say something a hundred times until it... uh, uh begins to resonate in my soul. All right. What well, what I was I was saying I was gonna read John Lewis's his last message. Why not? Let's read it together. I'm not trying to make fun of him. I really want to know. What I'm not making fun of him. I appreciate him. All right. I appreciate anybody who gets their ass kicked by cops standing up to them in a racist ass system. That takes courage, especially in that time, where men were lynched for doing that. It's not kidding around. People were lost their lives, standing up to the white entrenched power structure, the crooked ass cops. And what you know that's why this so fucked up system, because what did the cops get out of it? They were part of this oppressed system. It's because they can kick down on somebody lower on the ladder. That's how it works, you see? That's why you will never see or hear a Republican. They'll never, um, you'll never find an example of Republicans challenging their constituents to evolve, you know, to look at themselves as to, to, to shed their racist ideology. What what they will do is say, I'm not a racist. Look, I got my black friend over here. Look, my black friend John Lewis over here. He's my best friend in the whole Congress. What's that guy's name again? Congressman brings prop. That's what I'm putting on. Lewis. Trump. Let's see if it comes back with the correct story. Clyburn. That was the guy. Oh was it Clyburn? No, that's somebody else. Who am I talking? Clyburn is the Clyburn's a good guy. I I'm getting confused now. Who's the guy that um the guy who brought uh, that woman in? The Congressman brings Trump secretary Right, he, She was a secretary and she was black to prove that Trump isn't black. I mean, <laughs> isn't racist. <laughs> Who the fuck? Uh, Mark Meadows. Hello. Thank you. Holy shit. Here's another... Okay, I'm getting chatted at by Dave. I did, and it always have opened to the second window. Oh, my God. It's not a debate. The picture... When you click... On the tree on ad, it opens it well, it doesn't open to the tree on page. I am simply asking that it does. Holy shit! That's why I ask you to please be a patron so we can get some more help around here. You know what I mean? Not that not that Dave won't be there. I'm saying he needs help. Yes. Mark Meadows. That's who it was. And the person who he brought in as a prop was Lynn Patton. Ugh. All right. Let's see, John Lewis. Let's get back on track here. Let's read his eulogy or his article that his he asked to be published on the day that he was buried. While many, all right, here it is. By John Lewis, the civil rights leader who died on July seventeenth wrote this essay shortly before his death to be published upon the day of his funeral. While my time here has now come to an end, must have been really hard to write this. I guess maybe when you... Maybe not, I don't know. When you get to be a certain age. Nobody wants to die, though. No one wants to get old. Lose their vibrancy. Well, he was always vibrant, I suppose. Or... Lose their life and look back on your time. You must, mm. Well, I guess we'll all find out eventually. Well, while my time here has now come to an end, I want you to know that in the last days and hours of my life, you inspired me. You filled me with hope about the next chapter of the great American story when you used your power to make a difference in our society. Millions of people motivated simply by human compassion laid down the burdens of division. Around the country and the world, you set aside race, class, age, language, and nationality to demand respect for human dignity. That is why I had to visit Black Lives Matter Plaza in Washington, though I was admitted to the hospital the following day. I just had to see and feel it for myself, that after many years of silent witness, the truth is still marching on. Silent witness? Emmett Till was my George Floyd. He was my Rayshard Brooks, Sh- Sandra Bland, and Brianna Taylor. He was 14 when he was killed, and I was only 15 years old at that time. I will never... Ever forget the moment when it became so clear that he could easily have been me. In those days, fear constrained us like an imaginary prison. Well, that's the whole point of terrorism. And troubling thoughts of potential brutality committed for no understandable reason were the bars Though I was surrounded by two loving parents, plenty of brothers, sisters, and cousins, their love could not protect me from the unholy oppression waiting outside that family circle. Unchecked, unrestrained violence and government-sanctioned terror had the power to turn a simple stroll to the store for some Skittles or an innocent morning jog down a lonesome country road into a nightmare. If we are to survive as one unified nation, we must discover what so readily takes root in our hearts that could rob Mother Emanuel Church in South Carolina of her brightest and best, shooting unwitting unwitting concertgoers in Las Vegas and choke to death the hopes and dreams of a gifted violinist like Elijah McLean. Like so many young people today, I was searching for a way out. Or some might say a way in. And then I heard the voice of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. on an old radio. He was talking about the philosophy of discipline and nonviolence. He said we are all complicit when we tolerate injustice. He said it is not enough to say it will get better by and by. He said each of us has a moral obligation to stand up, speak up, and speak out. When you see something that is not right, you must say something. You must do something. Democracy is not a state, it is an act. And each generation must do its part to help build what we called the beloved community, a nation and world society at peace with itself. Ordinary people with extraordinary vision can redeem the soul of America by getting in what I call good trouble, necessary trouble. Voting and participating in the democratic process are key. The vote is the most powerful nonviolent change agent you have in a democratic society. You must use it because it is not guaranteed. You can lose it. You must also study and learn the lessons of history because humanity has been involved in this soul wrenching existential struggle for a very long time. People on every continent have stood in your shoes through decades and centuries before you. The truth does not change, and that is why the answers worked out long ago can help you find solutions to the challenges of our time. Continue to build union between movements stretching across the globe because we must put away our willingness to profit from the exploitation of others. Though I may not be here with you, I urge you to answer the highest calling of your heart and stand up for what you truly believe. In my life, I have done all that I can to demonstrate that the way of peace, the way of love, and nonviolence is the more excellent way. Now is your turn to let freedom ring. When historians pick up their pen to write the story of the 21st century, let them say that it was your generation who laid down the heavy burdens of hate, at last, and the peace, and that peace finally triumphed over violence, aggression, and war. So I say to you: Walk with the wind, brother and, brothers and sisters, and let the spirit of peace and the power of everlasting love be your guide. All right. Very nice but <laughs> but it's good good for you not but not very specific in my opinion that's why the corporate media is eating it up too it's good it's a guy's last words of course he's speaking in flower flowerly flowerly flower e rhetoric Though, eh, in my critique, my only critique is that it's short on specifics, and anybody can make what they will of it. Let freedom ring. okay, well, some in the in uh, the uh Trump world will think that means the freedom to walk around in a Walmart without a mask. Yeah, voting is not guaranteed. I get it. That's what I I agree with. When you see something is not right, you must say something. Well, what's not right? Okay, yeah. The walk to a store, people getting shot for no fucking reason, Mur- this country murdering uh not being able to take a morning jog without these racist assholes up your uh, up your ass murdering you and nonviolence that's another thing absolutely because the thing is as there's a there's a book I read the book I don't know if you guys read it. it's called From Dictatorship to Democracy I. Suggest you read it. In fact, I should probably read it again. To Democracy. Maybe we can read it. Read some of it on here. On Terror Buster. this This book is. I think every person. Right now should read. This book. From Dictatorship to Democracy. By Gene Sharp. And it's about, well, let me see how it's described. Gene Sharp, well, this is about the author, advised governments and resistance movements around the world and was considered the most influential living promoter of nonviolent resistance to autocratic government. He was a professor emeritus of political science at the University of Massachusetts, Dartmouth, and the founder of the Albert Ounce, Albert. Uh, Einstein Institution, a nonprofit organization dedicated to advancing the study of nonviolent action. Well, they studied, he studied history of governments throughout throughout recorded history and governments that had been taken over from autocrats that had gone, well, like the title says, from dictatorship to democracy. And they all followed the similar pattern, not just similar, pretty much the same. And one of the similar patterns is nonviolence as well. Because you don't have the power to... You really don't have the power to stand up to a powerful government. Like um, when India stood up to the British government, they did it nonviolently. And doing that, its really starkly contrasts between the um, immorality of the oppressor and the oppressed. That's why Republicans are working the fascist little hearts to the bone trying to make this uh, Black Lives Matter movement to conflate it with terrorism, with property destruction, with, um, with violence in general when they're the violent ones, they're the ones instigating the violence. And it's, uh, the only reason is because we're not going to win otherwise. And what happens in movements that are taken over, I'm just trying to remember from me- from memory. I will read this book again. And maybe, like I said, we might, maybe it'll be good to read some of it on the show. But, because what happens is you win the hearts and minds of the people. And that's sort of, that is why the civil rights movement prevailed as much as it prevailed. When the American people saw the fascist, racist cops of this country turning fire hoses on, on people, on human beings, on Americans, they were appalled. And those uh, the people who were being attacked, they didn't, they didn't fight back. But that is, a t- that is a tactic. And they were trained in that tactic to not respond. Not respond when you're sitting at a lunch counter and these goons are screaming and p- throwing things at you and pouring food on you and pushing you and spitting at you. Sit there you show who they are that way. And it turns the hearts and minds of the entire entire society, the whole culture will shift to see who has the moral high ground in this in this um uh what well what's well, yeah you know, the moral high ground period and one of the last things one of the things I remember too is that the telltale sign that you will win, that your movement will win, is when the police and the military refuse to turn their guns and their weapons or whatever. They, they refuse to attack the people because the, the police and the military, they're human beings. They are us. They are the working class. This is why the Republicans, when they do what they do, like, for example, when Scott Walker was attacking unions in, uh, in where, where's the Scott Walker, Mich- Michigan, Wisconsin. Sorry. They, he, they, uh, they all do this. Republicans do this. They carve out exceptions for the police unions. That is on purpose. That is another divide-and-conquer strategy to ensure that the people, that the cops believe that, you know, they're the Praetorian Guard. They're on the side of the oppressors. And don't worry about it, because they got theirs. But the cops, you know, they're our our friends. There are normal people among them. There are progressives. Some of them? Of course they are. I mean I wore the uniform. I was not I'm not a right winger. Many other people. There are others like me. So god, what now? Oh, just reading the response to my response. Because whenever I ask for something, this is what's annoying. It turns into a debate. It's just fucking put the link in. Okay, that's all. Thank you. I ask, please make sure the picture links. Okay. It doesn't require 50 other, it doesn't require a response. Or just say, okay, got it. Doesn't require a debate. It doesn't require an explanation. It doesn't require us going around and round about it. hope he's not watching. <laughs> he's not going to be happy. Anyway, you guys are probably like, what the fuck show is this? What's going on with this show? Oh, my, my, mia, I see the super chats coming in. We got Jim, we got Patricia, we got Shannon, Haiku. Thank you. Thank you Robin. Thank you Terry. You guys making it real, keeping it real. All right, what else? There were other things I wanted to talk about. And the last thing, well, let's talk about what was it? Where the fuck is it? Oh yeah. All the winning that's going on. All of the winning. I hope that somebody becomes a patron again. We need more patrons, as you know. If we get another patron tomorrow, I will do a show tomorrow. Okay? If not, maybe I'll take a day off. I'm tired. Let's see. Maybe... Maybe you're tired too. What is going on in the chat room? No one's. You're having your own conversation. (laughs) I love bread and butter and pickles. Do you put bread, butter on a piece of bread with a pickle? Oh my God. (laughs) Don't you wish that we lived in a country where we could just talk about pickles and bread? normal conversations we could share cat videos look how funny this is we can play music go about our business living a nice little life well anyway Herman Cain he's dead let's remember who remember Herman Cain's ad I had to grab it
3: Mark Block here since January, I've had the privilege of being the Chief of Staff to Herman Cain and the Chief Operating Officer of the Friends of Herman Cain. Tomorrow, is one day closer to the White House. I really believe no, it's that not. Herman Cain will put United back in the United States of America. And if I didn't believe that, I wouldn't be here. We've run a campaign like nobody's ever seen. But then, America's never seen a candidate like Herman Cain. <laughs> You're not kidding. We need you to get involved because together, we can do this. We can take this country back. I am I
1: am America. One hope to our Where do we live? That's a real ad, everybody. That is Herman Cain's ad. Where a guy smokes a cigarette. Some guy? Where'd you get your your music, too? I bet you they didn't even pay. That music... They probably went on... There's many places you can go on and buy music. They probably didn't even buy the rights to that music. A guy standing there and smoking a cigarette and blowing the smoke in your face. I am America. What does Herman Cain bring to the table? Nothing. Like all Republicans, what do they bring to the table? So now he doesn't have to worry about it because, you know, he was tweeting out how put upon he was. That's why I showed you that tweet. Oh, we're sick of it. We're sick of the oppression Having to wear a mask, having to give a shit about anybody else but ourselves, I'm sick of the f- freedom. The fr- I need freedom here, not to wear a mask. I need the freedom to die and to spread my coronavirus. Let's hope that honestly, I really hope. Look, I mean, you. There are images of um. Uh, What's his name? Of Louis Gomer walking with Twitler, not wearing a mask. Okay, that gives me hope. So, (laughs) COVID doctor challenges. Well, this is the thing that we play, the CNN. Show me the urine. Here she is again. Hold on.
4: with high blood pressure, not somebody with asthma, not an old person, we've not lost one patient. And on top of that, I've put myself, my staff and many doctors that I know on hydroxychloroquine for prevention because by the very mechanism of action, it works early and as a prophylaxis. We see patients, 10 to 15 COVID patients every day. We give them breathing treatments. We only wear surgical masks. None of us has gotten sick. It works so right now i I came here to washington dc to say america nobody needs to die i'm upset why i'm upset is that i see people that cannot breathe i see parents walk in i see diabetics sit in my office knowing that this is a death sentence and they can't breathe and i hug them and i tell them it's going to be okay you're going to leave and we treat them and they leave none has died So if some fake science, some person fake science all these fake pharma companies comes out and say, Oh, we've done studies and they found out that it doesn't work, I can tell you categorically it's fake science.
1: I wanna know who is sponsoring that study. I wanna know who is behind it. Yeah, it's all fake. It's not as fake as alien DNA. This is the same doctor who believes that demon sperm. That what's the whole thing here? Let's see. Houston doctor who play, praises hydroxychloroquine this is w- an article from the Daily Beast by Will Summer says that face and says that face masks ugh, sorry i can't read you're not going to take all your super chats back a Houston doctor who praises hydroxychloroquine and says that face masks aren't necessary to stop the transmission of the highly contagious coronavirus has become a star on the right wing internet garnering tens of millions of views on facebook on monday alone you see how it is on the right wing i'm i'm telling you i i say this all the time how the right wingers it doesn't matter who you are they will propel you into uh to- like a-lister status so that's why we only have each other. There is a real, uh, there's a whole apparatus on the right to promote the most um, unqualified, the uh, uh, the most idiotic. As long as you repeat their bullshit. So this woman, who is a complete nut job, she's a fucking nut. And Twitler tweets, he she he retweets her. So, she's becoming a star on the right-wing internet, garnering, garnering tens of millions of views on Facebook on Monday alone. Donald Trump Jr. declared the video of Stella Emanuel a must-watch, while Donald Trump himself retweeted, The video. Before Trump and his supporters embrace Emmanuel's medical expertise, though, they should consider other claims Emmanuel has made, including those about alien DNA and the physical effects of having sex with witches and demons in your dreams. You got any sex with demons and witches in your dreams? Talk to your doctor about hydroxychloroquine. Are you suffering from sex with demons? There is hope with hydroxychloroquine. Emmanuel, a pediatrician and a religious minister, has a history of making bizarre claims about medical topics and other issues. She's often claimed that gynecological problems like cysts and endometriosis endometriosis are in fact caused by people... Having sex in their dreams with demons and witches. I mean, I have. Uh, I know. Does this bitch know my ex? But other than that, she alleges alien DNA is currently currently used in medical treatments. That scientists are cooking up a vaccine to prevent people from being religious. Well, that's called education. And despite appearing in Washington, D.C. to lobby Congress on Monday, she has said that the government is run in part not by humans. (laughs) Now we can agree. These aren't humans. I told you, they're wastes of human DNA. Oh, no, she's saying they're reptilians and aliens. Emmanuel gave her viral speech on the steps of the Supreme Court at the White Coat Summit, a gathering of a handful of doctors who call themselves America's frontline doctors and dispute the medical consensus on the novel coronavirus. The event was organized by the right-wing group Tea Party Patriots, which is backed by wealthy Republican donors. There you go. But I'll get another tweet by some asshole with George Soros making puppeteers when all the Antifas moving uh, Antifa pawns around a chessboard. Yeah, so we can all achieve our nefarious aim of having health care for everyone. Uh, the, you know what? Guess we, it's not free. We're not free unless you can go on GoFundMe and beg for medical care that the rest of the world gets by right of citizenship. In her speech, Emmanuel alleges that she has successfully treated hundreds of patients with hydroxychloroquine, a controversial treatment Trump has promoted, and says he has taken himself bullshit. We know it's bullshit. He's full of shit. And here we are. The corporate media discussing the, all the time. Oh, are you taking? Oh, the White House press corps, you're taking hydroxychloroquine? Oh, yeah, I'm taking it about two weeks now. Like everything is coming in two weeks. I took it about, ah, it's been two weeks. Ah, I've been taking it two weeks, since two weeks. Fucking sucker. Bunch of suckers here. Studies have failed to find proof that the drug has any benefit in treating COVID-19 and the Food and Drug Administration in June revoked its emergency authorization to use it to treat the deadly virus, saying it hasn't demonstrated any effect on patients' mortality prospects. Nobody needs to get sick, Emmanuel says. This virus has a cure! Emmanuel said in her speech that the supposed potency of hydroxychloroquine as a treatment means that protective face masks are necessary. Freedom! Claiming that she and her staff had avoided contracting COVID-19 despite wearing medical masks instead of the more secure N95 mask. Hello, you don't need a mask. There's a cure, Emmanuel said. Toward the end of Emmanuel's speech, the event organizer and other participants can be seen trying to get her away from the microphone, but footage of the speech captured by Breitbart was a hit online, becoming a top video on Facebook and amassing nearly 13 million views. Significantly more than Plandemic, another coronavirus disinformation video that became a viral hit online in May when it amassed roughly 8 million Facebook views. And, of course, did they keep that up there? The fake, bu- fake book, keep that up there? Hydroxychloroquine twer- trended on Twitter and as Emmanuel's video was embraced by the Trumps, conservative student group. Turning Point USA and pro-Trump personalities like, like, where's my, where is my drumroll? Like Diamond and Silk. But both Facebook and Twitter eventually deleted the videos of Emmanuel's speech from their sites, citing rules against COVID-19 disinformation. <gasps> that is, must be the fake news media.
3: <coughs>
1: trying to stop people from having a cure. Because we want the pandemic. And we want to disparage Trump. He was doing so well making the country great by not being able to retire or save $400 or, I don't know, uh, what else? Uh, Live check to check and uh, have health care. Uh, the deletion set off another round of complaints by conservatives of bias. Would well, They not let us lie. They just don't let us spread bullshit lies. It's such bias. Emmanuel responded in her own way, declaring that Jesus Christ would destroy Facebook's servers if her videos weren't restored to the platform hello, Facebook, put back my profile page and videos up on your computers or, God damn it, your, well, she didn't say that, or your computers with, well, she. this is what she says, with start crashing till you do. You are not bigger than God, I promise you. If my page is not back up, Facebook will be down in Jesus' name, I pray.
3: In Jesus' name. Who are all of these nosy people? Outside influences I'm seeing around you by the moon card. (laughs) Experience the miracle of the tarot. Call me now for your free reading.
1: (laughs) That's what else she said. No, that was Miss Cleo.
3: In Jesus'
1: name, I pray. Emmanuel is a registered physician in Texas, according to the Texas Medical Board? Wait, you know what we need here? Where is it? Where's my laugh track? That's why I, I need to get these. Oh, here we go. That makes everything more palatable. Everything, it makes it better, more digestible to know that you live in a country filled with morons where the so-called president who's squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes is tweeting the is retweeting the medical advice of a fake ass demon sucker. Who's telling everybody they don't need to die because she's got the cure? In sermons posted on YouTube and articles on her website, Emmanuel claims that medical issues like endometriosis, cysts, infertility, and impetus, impotence are caused by sex with spirit husbands and spirit wives. <laughs> A phenomena Emmanuel describes essentially as witches and demons having sex with people in the dream world. I wish. They are responsible for serious gynecological problems.
3: Call me now for your free reading.
1: We kind of call them all kinds of names, endometriosis, we call them molar pregnancies, we call them fibroids, we call them cysts, but most of them are evil deposits from the spirit husband.
3: Who are all of these nosy people, outside influences I'm seeing around you by the moon card? (laughs) Let's see. They are
1: responsible for miscarriages, men, and impotence, and she continues to describe it. Impotence, imp, I can't say that word. Impotence. Otherwise known as men that can't get it up. (laughs) Yeah, we got it. We know. We're not morons like you. In her sermon, Emmanuel offers a sort of demonology of nephilim, a biblical characters she claims exist as demonic spirits. Oh, my God. And lust after dream sex with humans. Mmm, yummy.
3: Experience the miracle of the tarot.
1: (laughs) Causing all matter of real health problems and financial ruin. That's what happens. Whenever I get into a relationship, be it a human or a demon spirit, Emmanuel claims real-life ailments such as fibroids. Tum- well, that's what we say. Tumors and cysts stem from the demonic sperm after demon dream sex, an activity she claims affects many women. It feels like in this article, they keep repeating that, They're right? They keeps repeating that she's saying that health problems such as fibroid tumors and cysts stem from demon sperm, they keep repeating it. So we get to, yeah, it really hammers home how ridiculous it is. They turn into a woman and then they sleep with the man and collect his sperm Emanuel said in her sermon.
3: Who are all of these nosy people? Outside influences I'm seeing around you by the moon card.
1: (laughs) And they turn the man they sleep with and the man and they deposit the sperm and reproduce more of themselves. Well, that's really convenient for them, isn't it? All I got to ask is
3: who are all of these nosy people outside influences I'm seeing around you by the moon card <laughs>
1: according to Emmanuel people can, people can tell if they've had a demonic spirit husband or spirit wife if they've had sex if they've had a sex dream about someone they know or a celebrity wake up aroused and stop getting along with their real world spouse lose money or generally experience any hardship. Oh that's so unlike life. Alternately they could be just having a dream dream sex with a human witch. A human witch. Oh okay. Instead of a demon. Mmm. Wow it's so complicated. There are those that are called astral sex. Yummy. Where do I sign up? After I go to my first Antifa meeting, after I find out where Antifa is and are, and I pay my Antifa dues, I look forward to having some astral sex.
3: Experience the miracle of the tarot.
1: Emmanuel said in her sermon that this means this person is not really a demon being or a Nephilim. It's just a human being that's a witch. And they astral project and sleep with people. I knew that bitch once back in college. Emmanuel's bizarre medical ideas don't stop with demon sex and dreams. In a 2015 sermon that laid out a supposed Illuminati plan hatched by a witch, To destroy the world, using abortion, gay marriage, of course. God damn it. And children's toys, among other things. Emanuel claimed that DNA from space aliens is currently being used in medicine. They're using all kinds of DNA, even alien DNA, to treat people. Emmanuel's website offers a prayer. Let's see it. Mm. Looks like it's a cache. Very professionally designed website, I must say. See? All the green links, the purple. Looks like it was created when the internet was still darping it. Prayers for the nation. Join our prayer line daily, 11 p.m. to 12.30 a.m. Where is it? Healing. I want to see the prayers. It won't open. It will not open. Maybe a demon is getting me. There's a demon. Where is it? Call me now for your free reading. (laughs) I gotta get more Miss Cleo clips. I thought I had a Miss Cleo. Where is it? Oh my god, help me. Here we go.
3: (laughs) (laughs) How about this? Putting in their two cents and you didn't ask for a penny, did you?
1: Some of them are good i got to keep it.
3: Hello, how are you today? I'm good.
1: Where's my article that I lost? See all these articles I have open? We don't know where we're going sometimes on Tarabuster. That's why we get articles. Where is everybody, by the way? I hope you're still with me. I'm gonna be going off the air soon. Because I gotta sleep. We can shut this window. We can keep that one open, of course. The soundboard. Keep open. There you are. There's my people. Let me see. Yes. Eli on the chat said, In all seriousness, guys, you all know that the nonsense she spews is believed by most Christians. She is not in the minority. Cray cray. Yep. (laughs) Peter Griffin on the chat says, I use the Peter Griffin soundboard to call into shows sometimes. That's good. Chilling with T to the D. Haiku. Terry Taylor says, laughing. Busting out with you, Tara. Robin M. Hello, it's Miss Cleo, Shannon.
3: Can I get your first name and your birth date, please? (laughs) What
1: else we got here?
3: Who are all of these nosy people? Outside influences I'm seeing around you by the moon card. Um, I I don't mean to sidetrack your question here, but who are all of these nosy people? (laughs) Outside influences I'm seeing around you by the moon card. A lot of nosy influences around the moon card. I'm going to cut the cards for you, baby. Let me shuffle them one more time. (laughs) The high priestess is telling me about a secret. Are you keeping something?
1: (laughs) All right. Where's the rest of this article? Oh, here we are. They're using all kinds of DNA, even alien DNA, to treat people. Emmanuel's website offers a prayer to remove generational curse originally received from an ancestor, but transmitted in Emmanuel's telling through placenta. A lot of it's always a woman's fault. It's so annoying. You deserve better. I agree. Emmanuel claimed in another 2015 survey sermon posted that scientists had plans to install microchips in people and develop a vaccine to make it impossible to become religious. Can you speak up for me, sweetie? I'm trying. They found the gene in somebody's mind that makes you religious so they can vaccinate against against it. Yeah. (laughs) Emmanuel elaborated on her fascination with witchcraft in a tw- in her 2015 Illuminati sermon, claiming that witches were intent on seizing control of
3: children. I know, sweet pea. Find yourself a hobby. You'll survive.
1: <laughs> in her 2015 sermon on the Illuminati, supposedly the agenda to bring down the United States, Emmanuel argues that a wide variety of toys, books, and TV shows from Pokemon, which she declares Eastern demons, to Harry Potter and the Disney Channel show wizards of Waverly Place and That's So Raven were all part of a scheme to introduce children to spirits and wishes, witches.
3: We can talk about money. Oof, that's
1: loud. Emmanuel warmed, warned that the Disney Channel show Hannah Montana was a gateway to evil.
3: Five of Pentacles, there's money problems. (laughs) Because its character
1: had an alter ego that she claimed that schools teach children to meditate so they can meet with demons. In the sermon, Emmanuel preserved special vitriol for the magic eight ball, a toy that can be shaken up to reveal any answer emmanuel claims that otherwise innocuous magic eight ball was in fact a scheme to get children used to witchcraft
3: osteoporosis runs in your family correct
1: <laughs> is that loud as you for you as it is for me wait a minute where's my loop back where's loopback call me now where's loopback you've got one fierce temper yeah bitch you know it the eight ball was a psychic she said emmanuel's oddball claims about the world extent to politics she didn't bring up this allegation publicly in washington but she has claimed that the american government is run by non-human reptilians well she has a point
3: you can believe Cleo or you cannot believe Cleo, but Cleo I already attempted what she sees. You do it. <laughs> okay.
1: There are people that are lu- ruling this nation that are not even human, Emmanuel said in her 2015 Illuminati sermon before launching into a conversation she had with a reptilian spirit that she described as half human, half ET. That was Donald Trump Jr. Emmanuel has also used her pulpit to preach hatred of LGBT people shortly before the Supreme Court legalized gay marriage. Emmanuel warned her flock that gay marriage meant that very soon people are going to be seeking to marry children. Of course, right? And accused gay Americans of practicing homosexual terrorism. In the same sermon, she praised a father's decision. Not to love his transgender son after a gender transition. That's how sick these fuckers are. Tearing people apart. You know the crazy part? Emmanuel said. This little girl demands he must love her anyway. Really? You will not get that from me. I like, I'd be like, little girl, when you come back. To be a little girl again, but you talk for now, I'm gone. You disgusting tiny little bitches. Tearing people apart. Unusually for a pediatrician, Emmanuel has praised corporal punishment for children. The American Academy of Pediatrics opposes corporal punishment and claims that the vast majority of pediatricians do not recommend it. Children need to be whipped, she declared in a 2015 sermon before adding she doesn't think children should be abused. You
3: deserve better.
1: It's also not clear that Emmanuel has abided by her claims that fa- face masks aren't necessary. In a Washington speech, Emmanuel claimed that she and her medical staff had avoided COVID infections while wearing only medical masks, but in two videos shot in her clinic, Emanuel appears to be wearing an N95 mask, which offers more protection. Oh my God, it's beyond fucking funny. It's not funny. Stella Emanuel tweeted, Emanuel has seized on her newfound celebrity, tweeting a video demanding that CNN hosts a National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases che- diseases chief anthony fauci give her jars of their urine so that she could test it if they're secretly taking hydroxychloroquine even as they caution against its use i double dog dare you all to give me a urine sample emmanuel tweeted you uh, mr president i am in town and available i'd love to meet with you
3: I'm going to cut the cards for you, baby. Let me shuffle them one more time.
1: (laughs) Now Emmanuel is angling for the key rite of passage for any budding MAGA world personality to visit Trump uh, in the White House. Late Monday night, Emmanuel tweeted that she was open to meeting the president. Whatever. Don't worry, she'll be there. This is where we live. It's a clown show. And Republicans hate this country what do you you need any more proof seriously would you put that fucking woman in charge of anything that you loved I wouldn't ask her to feed my cats uh, if I went away I wouldn't give her the keys to my house to feed. come and feed my cats I wouldn't put her in charge of my cats Because I love my cats. And she's unfit. She's not a normal... You know, you could take all kinds of bullshit. All kinds of stupid beliefs. But... Not that. That's that's off the chart. Shit. Sick shit. Miss Cleo? uh, You know, Miss Cleo was a con woman. At least she had the nerve... To be a con woman, she came out. She's a con artist. We all know that. Of course, she is. Here's Trump's new favorite medical doctor.
4: Right now, like my father in the Lord, Doctor Lukoya he says, he's looking at you like if I see you, I kill you. And you're wondering, huh? I don't in love. He's like get away from me. <laughs> and there are a lot of people going through stuff. They are responsible for serious gynecological problems. We call them all kinds of names. Endometriosis. We call them molar pregnancies. We call them fibroids. We call them cysts. But most of them are evil deposits from the husband. They are
3: responsible for miscarriages.
1: All right, whatever.
3: Osteoporosis runs in your family, correct? It's the same shit. Different day. Miss Cleo, same
1: game. All right, guys, we're going to take a, take a nap now for about six to eight hours. Thank you, Shannon, for your super chat. I want to thank you all. I want to thank Jim for your super chat, as always, coming to the show. Putting the tab on the table. I appreciate that. Always pays the cover charge. Patricia, thank you for your super chat. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Haiku. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Terry Taylor. Thank you, Shannon, again. And Shannon again. What's going on, Shannon? You're losing your mind over here.
3: You're losing
1: it. It's going to a good cause, though. Tarabuster. Because we need the liberal media. And I know that you guys know that. This is the liberal media. I also want to thank you for hanging out. Thank you, Robin. Another super chat coming in under the wire. Giving us a place to hang out and get together and get through this insanity. I know. Where is Tara Jr. Jr.? Robin asks. Where is he? Tara Jr. Junior. Come here, Bobo. Tara Jr. He's probably on the refrigerator. Where's Francis? Tara Jr. Jr. and Francis, get in here now. (laughs) Tara Jr. Jr. and Francis. Tara, Junior, come here, Bobo. Come here, Bobo. What I need are, I need some treats. If I shook the treats, he'd come running. I should probably keep some treats on the side here for such an occasion. I am glad that you are here, Shannon. And yes, thank you, Terry. Terry writes, I wish it were more, but... You do, we do what we can. So it's all appreciated. Just spread the word. If you spread the word and we get enough patrons, eventually we will have a daily show at a set time. The way it is now, during the week, we are hit or miss. I do a show in the evening when I can. I try to do it when we get a patron, but. It is a matter... What can you do? You gotta get the time to do it. Time. (gasps) Oh, look who it is! It's Francis Jr. Jr. Hi, Bobo. Hi, Bobo. Where are you? Come here. Hi, baby. They want to see you. Francis, come here, baby. Come here. Oh, he ran away. He doesn't like being picked up on his own when I, without i don't know when i go grab him like that he doesn't like that he runs he feels he feels afraid for some reason well he's traumatized he, he's our traumatized little kitty but he shows me th- what love can do But he's always damaged. He's got the, because of his wounded, he's a wounded child. (laughs) He really is. So he carries that. As we all do, we carry our pain from our childhood. Hopefully we overcome it. One day at a time. But Francis reminds me how uh, we're all, we all carry something. Some pain. But love can turn things around because when I first got Francis, he could not even be pet at all. He could not be touched. He was crazy. I thought that I had brought a demon into my house thinking about demon sex or demons giving me endometriosis. I thought I had a little demon on my hands for the next 15, 20 years, hopefully more. But all I did was, when he went nuts, I did. I responded with love. I would try to make him soothe him, and I would try to make him feel safe. Oh, hello! Where are you? Come here! Oh, he's such a tease! Come here, Bobo! Come here! little one. Do you see the people? Give the people what they want. Francis. Little Francis. Little Francis. Oh boy. <laughs> Get out of here, you bastard. You bother me. Alright. There he is. Alright, guys. Thank you for hanging out. Hopefully we'll have another patron and that'll give me every excuse to do another show tomorrow. Other than that, we will meet each other again on Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And I ask you all, To be, If you can, become a patron, but you can all... It doesn't cost anything to subscribe, to like and subscribe to the show and to share the show with your friends. If you like the show, word of mouth is uh, priceless, right? We'll get there. When I see things like this crazy kook, she's got how many subscribers? Let me see. On this bitch's channel? On the fire power ministries she's got 21,000 subscribers on fire power ministries are you serious I know we'll get there eventually but hello are you kidding me come on give us help us help us alright guys my name is Tara Devlin thank you so much For becoming, well, just becoming a viewer and becoming a patron. Thank you for your super chats. Love you too, Shannon. Thank you for all your support. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Give the show a good review on iTunes. You can join us on Discord. You don't have to be a patron. It's for everybody where you can come and check out what, uh, just check us out in between shows talk to each other, make connections, share pictures of your pets, share recommendations, share articles. This is how we keep in touch in between shows. And we will win. Like I always say, we stick together. We win. We are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of democracy. (laughs) He runs away. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much. I will see you hopefully tomorrow. We'll see. Become a patron.